Section 84 of A Fair Mystery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Fair Mystery by Bertha M. Clay. Chapter 84 A Surprise for Lord Linley. The funeral at Linley Court is still talked of in the county. There had not been for many generations such a scene. The whole countryside were present, the rich and noble to sympathize and assist, the poor to look on in wonder. They stood in groups under the trees discussing the event. They told each other that she had been beautiful as an angel, with hair that shone like the sun, that when she was younger and before she had come into possession of her fortune, she had loved someone very much, a handsome young poet and after she came into her fortune she had been true to him and had refused some of the greatest men in england to marry him tears stood in the eyes of those simple men and women as they told each other the story that the night before her wedding day she had been so cruelly murdered by a burglar who wanted her jewelry was there ever a story so sad they stood bareheaded as that mournful procession passed by pointing out to each other the chief mourners there was the young poet they said but who would have recognized earl his face was quite changed the youth the beauty had died from it it was white with the pallor of despair the eyes were haggard and wild the lips quivered piteously as the lips of a grieving child it was hard to believe that he had ever been handsome gallant and gay women wept as they looked at him and men stood bareheaded mute silent before a great sorrow that they could so well understand there was the earl he looked very sad grieved and anxious but he was a studly and on that debonair race trouble always sat lightly they had grand capabilities for throwing off sorrow they showed each other the stately duke of downsbury one of the noblest men in England who was not ashamed to take his station by the side of Mark Brace the honest farmer and then followed a long train of nobles gentlemen and friends the long procession wound its way through the park the leaves fell the flowers stirred idly in the summer wind as though recognizing the fact that a fairer flower had been laid low the birds sang joyously as though death and sorrow were not passing through their midst and the bright sun shone warm and golden as they carried the beautiful lady doris to her last home oh sweet summer and fragrant flowers singing birds and humming bees no sadder sight than this ever passed through your midst the same minister who was to have married her read the funeral service over her she was to be buried in the family vault of the studleys but at the last lady estelle had clung to her declaring that she could not endure her darling buried out of her sight that she must sleep in the sunshine and flowers where she could see her grave and the duke begged lord linley to grant her prayer so it was done and in the pretty churchyard so green and silent with its tall trees and flowers she sleeps the long sleep that knows no waking the sparrows build their nests there the great church tower is a home for the rooks the wood pigeons coo in the tall trees the nightingale sings her sweetest songs and the fairest blossoms grow over her grave 
the white marble cross gleams through the trees and on it one may read the short sad story of lady doris studley that same summer day guests and friends returned home the duke and duchess alone remaining with mattie brace mark and his wife took their leave i shall never forget her said honest mark as he wrung earl's hand she was the most winsome lass i ever saw i shall never look up at the skies without thinking i see her sweet face there some months afterward he did not attend to it just then lord linley settled a handsome annuity on the farmer and his wife they lived honored esteemed and respected to a good old age but they never forgot the child who had come to them in the wind and the rain the beautiful girl whose tragical end cast a shadow over their lives a deep settled gloom fell over linley many thought that earl would never recover the spring of his life seemed broken it would have been hard for him if he had never found her in florence but having so found her having won her love her heart her wild graceful fancy having made so sure that she would one day be his wife it was harder still every resource every energy every hope seemed crushed and dead he remained at lindley court through the winter lord lindley would say to him at times we must think about your future earl it is time something was done his only answer was that he wanted no future that the only mercy which could be shown to him now was an early death and a speedy one they had great patience with him knowing that youth is impatient with sorrow with despair knowing that time would lessen the terrible grief and give back some of its lost brightness to life at the end of the autumn even his physical strength seemed to fail him and the doctors summoned by lord linley in alarm said he must positively spend the winter in some warmer climate let me stay and die here he said to the earl but lord linley had grown warmly attached to him he was intent on saving him if possible the duchess came to the rescue she said that after the terrible shock some change was needful for all if lady estelle did not feel equal to going abroad let her spend the winter at downsbury castle with them while lord linley and earl went abroad together though lady estelle demurred at being separated from her husband she saw that the change of scene and travel would be most beneficial for him so she consented she went to downsbury castle with the duchess and lord linley took earl to spain they were absent nearly five months but time and travel did much for them earl recovered his lost strength and much of his lost energy once more his genius reasserted itself once more grand beautiful noble ideas shaped themselves before him once more the strong manly desire to be first and foremost in the battle of life came over him together they planned great deeds earl was to take his place in parliament again he was to be lord linley's right hand you will always be like an elder son to me said lord linley one day i shall have no one to study but you then earl was doubly fortunate the duke had an excellent civil appointment in his power when it became vacant he offered it to earl who gratefully accepted it now said lord linley to him your position is secure your fortune is made and earl sighed deeply remembering how happy this might have made him once they were to return to england in april 
and then a grand surprise awaited the earl he received a letter to say that lady estelle having grown tired of downsbury castle had gone to a pretty estate of his in wales gimglas and that on his return he was to join her there what a strange whim said lord linley to earl gone to gimglas i have not been in wales for some time it'll be quite pleasant quite a treat to me when he returned to england they went at once to gimglas they reached the hall one fine day in april when the world was all fair with the coming spring lord lindley thought he had never seen his wife looking so young or so fair he had left her pale with a quiet languid sadness that seemed almost like despair now her face was flushed with a dainty color her eyes were bright she was animated joyous and happy it was a strange subtle change that he hardly understood my darling estelle he said how happy i am to see you looking so bright has anything happened while i've been away am i looking so well she asked in a voice so full of heart's music he hardly recognized it do you love me better than ever ulrich yes a thousand times if it be possible he replied come with me she said he half hesitated he was tired hungry and longing for rest and refreshment she laughed in a gay saucy fashion quite unlike her own i know she said you think a glass of sherry would be far better than any little sentimental surprise i could give you wait and see follow me she looked so charming and irresistible he forgot all that he wanted and went after her he expected to see a new conservatory or some pretty improvement in the old hall but rather to his surprise she led the way upstairs he had almost forgotten the house it was so large and old-fashioned the beautiful countess stood quite still as they reached a large door and placed her finger mysteriously on her lips i am quite sure that you will be more pleased than ever you have been in your life before she said she opened the door and he followed her into a large lofty beautifully furnished room in the midst of it stood a cosy and costly cradle his wife took his hand and led him to it she drew the silken curtain aside and there lay the loveliest babe the sun ever shone on a little golden head shining with curls a face like a rosebud with sweet little lips one pretty hand lay outside on the silken coverlet lord linley looked on in wonder to grateful words what is this he said at last his wife laughed a sweet low happy laugh such as he had not heard from her lips since the days of her happy girlhood i will introduce you she said lord linley this is your son and heir lawrence lord studley called in nursery parlance laurie the beautiful the earl looked at his wife in a bewildered manner you do not mean to tell me that this is my our son estelle i do indeed ulrich i did not tell you before because i was afraid i thought i should die i never even had the hope of living that made me go home with my mother are you pleased why my darling how can i tell you what am i to say to you pleased is not the word i'm lost in delight so i really have a little son raise him he looks like a beautiful bird in a nest place him in my arms and let me kiss him my own little son talk of a surprise this is one call earl darling let earl see him and when earl came just as though he knew he was to be admired and worshipped the baby opened a pair of beautiful eyes and looked so good and sweet 
that they were charmed. Lord Lindley could not recover himself to think that he, who had no hope of succession, should suddenly find this pretty little son. To the end of his life he persisted in teasing his wife by always calling his eldest son the surprise. So that was indeed a happy homecoming. Earl went to London, and then to begin his life's work. The Earl and the Countess returned to Linley, where, in the smiles of her children, Lady Estelle grew young again. Fair-faced daughters and sturdy noble boys made the walls of the court ring again. The Earl was happy beyond measure, but neither he nor his wife ever forgot the hapless, beautiful girl whom they had lost. End of section 84